Lucky Land slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. Dearly beloved, we are gathered here today to... Has anyone seen the bride and groom? Sorry, sorry, we're here. We were getting lucky in the limo and we lost track of time. No, Lucky Land Casino, with cash prizes that add up quicker than a guest registry. In that case, I pronounce you lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Daily bonuses are waiting. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Thank you for tuning in to the Raiders Brawl podcast, one of the many podcasts on the Brawl Network. My name is Melo, Spitz Game on Twitter, joined by Rallo, USC Man 05 on Twitter. Come one, come brawl. Rallo, man, it was a big day today for the Brawl Network. And this is the reason why we launched our site today, the main network site where you can read articles about all the teams in the NFL and you can link to the podcast. So now. Oh, that's major. Prior to this, so you know I say in the intro every single week, one of the many podcasts on the Broad Network, people just hear me say that and not knowing what that means. So now everybody can stop what you're doing. You can stop listening to this podcast right now and go to thebroadnetwork.com. We already got your clicks. We got your download already. So stop and go to the website and click on our articles. When you get to the homepage, you could click on podcasts. You could click on your teams. You could see podcasts. You could see articles. You could see everything related to the NFL. The Broad Network has all 32 teams covered, especially the Las Vegas Raiders, who you and I represent. That's major, right? Yes, sir. That's more than major, man. That's global, man. That's, that's just a major move in the, in, the, in the industry, man, just to have your own network, you know, your own website like that. That's the stepping stone into something bigger. So I'm, I'm just excited. Uh, as am I. So on this episode, basically, um, it's the first time that we're actually conducting interviews. Yes. So um, we're going to have one of the head honchos, G. Celio, and we're going to have one of the uh, contributors to the Raiders Brawl, Jerome Butler on. Um, let's go ahead and get right into it. You ready? Yes, sir. All right. I'm now joined by G.W. Grass, a.k.a. G. Celio, a.k.a. The Heartthrob, one of the co-founders of Brawl Network. So, G., how you doing? I'm good, D. Will, a.k.a. Mel's, a.k.a. Mellow, whatever you want to call yourself, man. <laughs> whatever you want to call yourself these days. <laughs> hey, man, so it was a pretty big day. Um, Sunday, March 1st was the official launch of the Brawl Network website. Um, do me a favor and talk about the launch of the website, what it means, what's your vision, for the network is in general? What are we trying to accomplish here besides taking over the world? Yeah, <laughs> obviously. Um, well, you know, it started years ago when me, I approached Mike Brez for doing a Chicago Bears podcast. We did it at Errol Bennington. And Mike Brez, being who he is, decided, hey, you know, let, 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 let's, uh, we should do a whole Chicago kind of thing. And I said, all right, whatever you want to do. You know, so he went, he got the Hallis Hall brawl. You know, he went and got Chicago brawl. I'm like, all right, we got some stuff. And then he's like, mm, we should get, like, more team. I was like, <laughs> all right. <laughs> and then it, then it just spiraled out. And so we, we got to get every team represented. We got to get the Brawl Network. Then Mike Bryce just kind of went ape shit and got stuff copywritten. Um, I mean, he really went to overdrive with this whole launch, man. Um, it, yeah, basically, 
me, Austin, Raul were like the advisors to him, you know. Um, so, you know, we've been right there with him. And and then whatever, then uh, you saw what happened today with the launch of the hashtag Brawl Network. You started the website. The website is legit. Even has a good, if you, I mean, the apparel. Have you looked at the apparel link? The apparel <laughs> link is legit. I've seen it, you know. Yeah, I mean, we're, 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 we're wearing T-shirts, man. And being the heartthrob that you are, you have all your followers, all your lady followers <laughs> posting pictures of the bra T-shirts. Like, that's oh, awesome. Yeah. <laughs> Absolutely. And, and, and shout out to your friend and my friend, the lovely, sexy, one-of-a-kind, Rosalind Ross, who even sported the bra T-shirt out there. Um, you know, so that was much appreciated to everybody who did it, really. But, um, yeah, so, so, so it started with a small vision. Mike put it to a broader vision. And, and here we are now, like, you know, we, we have the Raiders brawl, which, you know, we, we got you to be a part of, you know, we got, we got title town brawl, which is even the Green Bay Packers, the Giants brawl, everything. We're trying so, to get all the teams represented and we're moving on to other sports as well. Talk about the timeline. When did this start? When did this start? When did we start to just expand? The timeline, I, mm-hmm. I, I think it will be the beginning of this season. Like, cause we really just had Chicago podcasts you know we had about three or four chicago-based podcasts and then we started growing you know um we started getting other teams involved in it and and the whole thing was was getting the personalities because our whole thing is anybody could anybody could get in front of a mic talk on a podcast and give you a bunch of facts you know but what we needed to hook everybody in was personality personality you know you know and you you and me have been potting for years and we've been a part of a lot of networks some good some bad you know Right. Um, I, I mean, I give a shout out to, to Ernest Christian who put us, we were on the opinionation network, which I was sad to see that fall apart. Cause I thought personality wise, that probably was the best network I've been on, Right. you know, and it, and it's facts because all those guys went on to other networks with bigger and better things. You know, and I, maybe I, we could get, maybe we could get some of those guys to do their own pods on the broad network too. I think that'd be awesome. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> I'm actually in talks with EJ, um, see, see what he could bring on. Um, Antoine Stanley too. We've been in talks with him, but you know, it's an Antoine. That man just keeps moving every 15 minutes. He exactly. just keeps moving, getting a new job. And shout out to Antoine is one of the biggest hustlers on this on this forum. Absolutely. Um, one one more question. Where do you? So this has been about a year. So beginning uh, beginning of 2019 season. Uh-huh. Where where do you see the Broad Network one year from now? Just just one, one year. year just one year. Like not even five years. Just one year. Because like well, well, we're still like, going. Yeah. Um, well, and one year from now, I see us being able to get credentials, be places everywhere. Um, if you notice from the brawl, uh, the brawl uh, campaign we had today, there were big names retweeting it and big names supporting us. You know, and what I mean by big names like celebrities, like we had like Michael Rappaport retweeting. We had a bunch of like NFL insiders retweeting. Um, the, even my boy Jesus Nice of the Jesus and Merrill um, fame, like he was out there, gave us a follow. Follow you know? me, Road Boy. Follow me, Road Boy. <laughs> yeah, you know, it's like, you know, so it's it's pretty impressive, like what we've been able to do in this short time period. So it's hard to gauge what the next year is going to detail. But I really just think the brawl name is going to be more synonymous among social media when it comes to sports. Absolutely. Come on, come brawl. Hey, thank you for joining me uh, here on this Raiders Brawl podcast, man. I appreciate all the insight that you're giving. Um, we'll, we'll get back. We'll get back and have another conversation later this summer, man. We can talk about this whole Derek Carr to Chicago crap that I've been hearing all over my timeline, man. So <laughs> crap is right. Crap is right. Cause I don't want that garbage either. 
<laughs> like, like that, don't even get me started on the quarterback Chicago situation. Like, All right, I, man. Just, it's a mess. All right, thanks, bro. All right, man. I'll talk to you soon, D-Well. Yes, sir. Joining us now on the Raiders Brawl podcast, a good friend of mine, Jerome Butler, host of the Black Hole Brigade, a Raiders podcast on the NGSC Sports Network. How you doing today, Jerome? Uh, I'm doing great over there, D-Will. How are you this evening? I'm doing fine and dandy, man. Just been watching the NFL Combine over the past weekend. Saw a couple studs that I'm excited about. I'm sure you're excited about some of these prospects possibly joining the Raiders as well. Oh, most definitely. I mean, I really like to get our hands on that Isaiah Simmons kid from Clemson if we can. But if not, I mean, wide receiver is always a decent place where we like to go, especially after that debacle last season. I mean, you got guys like C.D. Lamb and LaVisca LaVisca Chenault. They're very good young wide receivers. I really think they could give the Raider receiving core a very good boost in the arm coming out going to Vegas next season. Jerry Judy, uh, Ruggs. Uh, I just watched Ruggs. He played basketball in high school. His mixtape is phenomenal. Ruggs. Um, he ran with a four two seven, and just his athleticism is just next level. So sick. But Rome, um, what I want to talk to you about today is you know the Broad Network launched our website earlier today, and I asked you to join our team to write an article. Just write articles. Period. Just join us as a writer, and you decided to take a look back on the Raiders 2019 season. If there was one word, one word to describe the Raiders 2019 season, what would that one word be? I probably have to go with interesting. Uh, there was just so many different parallels to the season. You think you're going there with Antonio Brown and Tyrell Williams, then the whole fiasco with AB that takes place. Then you kind of get the emergence of Darren Waller. I mean, you're expecting Cleveland Farrell to have this great big season also, but you get it more from Max Crosby. And Josh Jacobs, I thought he had himself a great season, but, man, he exceeded even my expectations. And some of the teams the Raiders beat was like, where did this come from? So I'd have to say it was a very interesting season because you never knew what turns was going to happen from one week to another. Right. Excellent. Um, So just basically the premise of your article was – we are on the right track. Tell me, tell me why we're on the right track uh, in regards to, like, personnel. I would have to say we're on the right track because, I mean, we've had ourselves quite a few pass rush issues, and I do think that Max Crosby and Cleveland Farrell, they'll continue to clean that up. And it was great to see a defensive lineman like Deion Jordan get a second chance, and he was able to help out what we were trying to get done also in the second half of the season. I still think we have a little – we have secondary issues that we need to clean up. But, I mean, with any, with any pass rush, you can always fix secondary issues. So, with that, that's why I believe defensively we're on the right track. And offensively, we've got our franchise running back now in Josh Jacobs. you got the franchise tight end and Darren Waller. Once we get this um, whole wide receiver situation squared away and Derek Carr comes back for another season, I do believe that the offense will look a lot sharper and look a lot better. And I don't want to forget about another player that really interested me last season also on Hunter Renfro. I do think he could be our beast in the slot, kind of like a Julian Edelman type player. So I do believe that we have the right pieces to be on the right track. We just have to continue to build with this free agency and this draft coming up this season. Um, so you mentioned Derek Carr. Derek Carr has been one of the most polarizing figures that I could remember ever. Like not just amongst Raiders Twitter, amongst Raider Nation, just among NFL, period. There are some people that oh, believe – 
that Derek Carr is just the Don Dada, and some people believe that he's way below mediocre. Where do you stand on the uh, on the seesaw? I believe that Derek Carr has actually gotten quite a bit of a bad rap from our Raiders fans here. Uh, he's thrown over 4,000 yards the last two seasons, and this season he had a very substandard receiving corps and was still able to do that. I mean, I know that there's a lot of fans who want an upgrade at Carr. He does the time have the pitching for a ridiculous turnover, but I do think that he's the best of what we're looking at this season. And I mean, I, I love Derek Carr personally, and I would like this meeting. And when we take our first half to Vegas in September this season, I would love for him to be the quarterback. Because, I mean, it's like I was saying earlier, there are worse quarterbacks out there. And Derek Carr, he's only 28. I do think his best football is ahead of him. I would love for that to be in Las Vegas. That's interesting. Um, now, let's take a look at some of uh, the defensive the defensive issues that um, we were talking about, the pass rush. Um, you mentioned Clinton Farrell and you mentioned Max Crosby. Um, are, are those two, as long as they live up to their potential, are they enough to be the bookends or do we need to add a little bit more flavor on that defensive line? I'll tell you what, D-Will, you can always add more defensive line help. Look at teams like the Seahawks when they won their championship and even the Jaguars back in 2017. You can never add too many pass rushers. These guys, they're the building blocks, but if we can find a couple of more guys out there in the draft or in free agency that can help take the pressure off of them and win a lot of one-on-one matchups, I do think that the Raider pass rush will continue to improve and and can turn into a script actually fairly quickly for the Raiders. Yeah, Max Crosby is a beast, man. You compared Max Crosby to the one and only Howie Long or Khalil Mack. Do you really see Max Crosby uh, to have that type of ceiling? You know, Howie Long is a Hall of Famer. Do you see that in Max Crosby? It can happen. He's got the motor. He's one of those guys. He's just always after it. He just keeps going and going and going. And that Cincinnati game that I referenced in the article – I mean, it kind of reminded me of that game where Khalil Mack faced Denver back in 2015, and he had the five sacks. It's like his motor just kept going to put himself in the right spot to get after the quarterback every time. And every time Crosby was getting a sack in that football game, my mind just kept going to Khalil Mack against Denver over and over and over to where no matter what was going on, where the quarterback was running, he was able to find himself in the right positions. And hopefully Cleveland Farrell can find something like that also in the future. So if Crosby can do that for the next 10 to 12 years, there's no reason why he can't be in catch also. I mean, with his eight and a half sacks this season, he's off to a great start, though. All right, now we're talking about talking about the pass rush. Um, you mentioned something about the secondary. What do you think about the linebacker core? Our linebacker core probably could use a complete makeover. We started out with Tahir Whitehead. We started out with Nicholas Morrow and Vontaze Murphy. And I'm starting to get the feeling that we may be looking at an entirely new linebacker core when next season begins. Those guys, they have to be able to get depth and they have to be able to run. And tight ends, that's been our biggest weakness. So if we can find some guys that can run with the tight end and take that, that middle of the field away from a quarterback, then our linebacker core can continue to improve. I'm just not sure where we would be able to find that at. I'm hoping that if we do go defense, Isaiah Simmons will drop to 12, but I'm not really seeing that happen either. So we may have to be free agents. Exactly. So it may have to be free agency where the Raiders are able to make their splash and begin to build a linebacker core. Free agency like Corey Littleton? <laughs> Corey Littleton hey, would be I nice. Hey, I'd definitely love to have a guy like that. He's got the speed, he's got the power, and he can definitely come in and really help our linebacker core. But 
I think, man, you could probably come in there and uh, help out also, uh, D-Will. But, uh, it's gonna, we're going to need more than just help to get it going. Hopefully, maybe in the later rounds of the draft, we can add in a couple of other players and that could really help out with, with that. Um, in the article, you mentioned Jonathan Abram, somebody who I love, and I've mentioned him a few times on this podcast. Besides Jonathan Abram, you know, he should be one of the mainstays of the future in our secondary. Um, who else do you like in the Raiders secondary? Well, I really love Trayvon Mullen. I think he was actually starting to come along before he had his injury against the L.A. Chargers. And, man, he really earned my respect in week 17 with a playoff berth on the line after his devastating neck injury to come out there and gun it out and try to give the Raiders all they had, all he had. So I'm really looking forward to a future with him and Abram back here. We probably need to um, probably drop one more cornerback. And if we can do that, uh, Trayvon Mullen, he's definitely going to be the guy to look forward to. Was probably a number one here. I was kind of upset with the trade of Gary and Conley because I do believe that he was given a bit of a raw deal by the Raiders. He started to come on a bit last season, but I guess he fell out of favor with Gruden or we're just trying to amass more draft picks. But Trayvon Mullen, he's a guy that really stood out to me in that secondary along with Jonathan Abram. So I would really like to see how those two continue to go forward as mainstays in the Raiders secondary. Um, let's see now. All right. You said Derek Carr is your guy, right? There's been a lot of whispers, a lot of whispers about Tom Brady coming to Las Vegas. What are your thoughts on that? Well, any Raider fan who knows me personally, and you're one of those that know me personally, you know I have very strong feelings regarding Tom Brady. I would love, I would, (laughs) yeah, I definitely would hope the Raiders don't do that. And my personal animosity toward Brady aside, why would you start a 43 year old quarterback who could probably give you no more than one or two years anyway? And he seems like he was starting to decline a bit toward the end of last season with the Patriots. So, I would, if I'm the Raiders, I definitely would not go in, into that. I mean, I know I have my own personal biases, but it's ridiculous to think that a 43-year-old quarterback can be the answer to your problems when you have a quarterback 15 years younger who's also throwing for 4,000-yard seasons and playing decent football. And he's actually playing at a level comparable to what Brady is doing. So, why not go with the younger guy? Amen. Amen. Well said. Well, on Rome, um, Besides me, I haven't, you know, there's a lot that we can discuss. Anything that I haven't asked you regarding the Raiders that you want to, um, that you want to drop on here that you didn't write in your article? Oh, yeah. I forgot to mention one player when we were also talking about the Raiders secondary, and it just caught me right at the last second while we were moving on to the Tom Brady discussion. I also like the way Eric Harris was playing also. He played well as the other safety in that secondary. He had the four interceptions this season. He had two against the L.A. Chargers. And he just seems to be a guy who knows where to find the football. So if he comes back and he sticks with the Raiders also, I wouldn't mind him being in a, in a secondary conference with him, um, Jonathan Abram, and also LaMarcus Joyner, who another player also forgot. But if you want to get, if you want to try to find a way to uh, get this really solidified, if, the Raiders, if I'm the Raiders, I try to find a way to sign Carl Joseph to maybe a one or two year deal. So I think he's finally starting to learn how to play the position. He had himself a great start to the season before his injury last season. And I would, I would love to have Carl back. I think he's finally starting to figure out how to play the safety position the way it needs to be played. Well, uh, Rome, uh, thank you. Thank you for coming on. Where can we find you on Twitter, on all social media, or what other stuff are you working on? Well, I'm looking forward to writing more articles. I'll probably have a draft recap article coming up for the Brawl Network after the draft. And you can find that at, on Twitter at the Sports Butler.
So I'm really looking forward to uh, writing that. And uh, as uh, you all know, you can also find my show that I do on the NDSC with my good friend Jim Pasco at the Black Hole Brigade. We will be returning in the month of April with a draft recap and a look ahead to the 2020 Raiders schedule. And a good friend, you, fellow, you'll be on there with us. So also your followers can find you also there. Yes, sir. Um, one interesting tidbit, man, and I should have just mentioned this from the very beginning. If everybody listens to the show, I want y'all to go to the Broad Network and click on the article about the Raiders recap. This was your very first article that you've ever written. Am I correct? Uh, you are correct, sir. I find that I was trying to find like what I wanted to write about and then it hit me during the Super Bowl. It's like, hey, you're a Raider fan. You love the Raiders. You got to show about them. And just write about everything you saw going forward last season and what you would like to see happen in the future. And once I was able to get the pen, the paper, and get everything moving, it was that. And the article pretty much wrote itself. So now, take, yeah, and, take me through, take me through the process, because I know you you submitted this article a while ago, and the network, the Broad Network, just launched today, the website, and um, you hadn't seen the article in its finished format. Um, what did it feel like seeing your name in print, you know, on the website as far as being an author goes for the first time? Well, I'd have to say, Melo, it gave me a very, very giddy feeling inside because I, the, edit, the editing was pristine. Everything looked wonderful. You guys have one of my favorite players on the cover of the article at Derek Carr. So, I mean, it was, it was just one of the best. It was one of the best things I've ever seen. It almost it looked very professional. So and we of are professional. Course, but of course. Yeah, we are professional. <laughs> yeah, you know what I'm trying to say. Uh, and as a guy that's never written, just having just having something that I put the paper looking that way, it gave me a very warm and exciting feeling inside. It gave me that um, feeling like I want to just go right even poor and I'm gonna have a lot of great things for the broad network coming up for years to come. So it, it gave me just a, I'm still I'm just, I'm just smiling ever since I saw it and I I'm still teasing right now as we speak. <laughs> That's what's up, man. That's what I love to hear, man. Um, big things in the future for you, man. There are coming. I know that as a fact. Well, thank you for joining us, man. And um, until the next time. All right. Thank you for having me, Bello. I really appreciate it. And anytime you need me, hey, I'm there for you, my friend. Yes, sir. Thank you again. With the Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. This is your captain speaking. Uh, we've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandslots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Hello, it is Ryan, and we could all use an extra bright spot in our day, couldn't we? Just to make up for things like sitting in traffic, doing the dishes, counting your steps, you know, all the mundane stuff. That is why I'm such a big fan of Chumba Casino. Chumba Casino has all your favorite social casino style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere with daily bonuses. That should brighten your day a little. Actually, a lot. So sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. That's ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. BDW. Void. we prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. Interesting thoughts. Interesting take right there by my man, Raider Rome, Jerome Butler, man. Ryan. Yes, indeed. <laughs> what, what, are, what are your thoughts? What are your thoughts on what he was saying about Tom Brady? So, so what's, your, what's your whole feel? Basically, this is uh, Raider Nation, you know, Derek Carr turmoil. Derek Carr, Tom Brady. 
Tom Brady, Derek Carr. Like where there's smoke, there's fire. So I know you had some thoughts, and you're you'll be happy to bring Tom Brady into the fold. Yeah, I think it's a win-win. I mean, I don't see any harm in Carr sitting for a year or two, you know, and let him learn, you know, from the best. That's a lot of money to be paying a bench player, though. Yeah, it's just an investment for a title in a new stadium. You know, I think it's worth it. That's a that's a lot of money that's tied into one position, though. For Brady, man, the greatest, and to bring somebody like that into a new stadium. But how do you feel about like Brady? Is kind of like a it's a name brand thing, yeah. Right now, yeah. It's, you know, TB twelve is big. You know, it it all started at the McGregor fight in January when. Tom was sitting next to Mark. Mark, uh-huh. Yeah, and, and uh, I was like, wow, you know, that's interesting. You know, this, that's when it first kind of flickered into my head, like this is possible. You know, I could see them overspending for him. And, wow. and you know, that's, and I, that's I, a I'm lot of money. Like, I'm just like, dude, like, okay, if it happens, cool. If not, it's not a big deal. But you uh, – that's an interesting take, but that's a lot of money to be playing a backup, to be paying for a backup yeah. quarterback. You would have to jettison. You have to move off. And, and Derek, I don't know if he would be cool with that anyway. So <laughs> Right. I don't know. That's why I'm like, how they would work that out, I don't know. But I think if Carl was – like, he really wants to be a Raider, he talks like he wants to be a Raider. But something something Rome mentioned, though, um, we saw last year, mm-hmm. you know, that Tom Brady's skills were kind of declining. Mm-hmm. You know, he's in a downward spiral of his career. Like, was that one season just an anomaly, or are we going to blame it on the lack of weapons? I think it's a little bit of both. I don't think the weapons were quite there all year. So I think with the Raiders' offensive line being kind of pretty much intact, they got some good pieces, I think. It could be nice. I would. Be, I wouldn't mind seeing it, but like I said, it's not a big deal if they don't get them. Right. But if they do get them, I think it's a plus. You know, just for the the brand of the Raiders. It never fails, man. Every week we're talking about Derek Carr. <laughs> one, yeah, it's just one way. One, it's one, never. It's a never ending saga. Because he's he's the quarterback is the franchise. You know. So. All right. So speaking of the quarterback being the franchise, you know, we are recording on Sunday, and the NFL Combine is still going on, right? Um, there are some quarterbacks in the NFL Combine. What's The reason I bring that up is I was looking at a mock draft just the other day, mm-hmm. NFL.com mock draft, not Jan, not Daniel Jeremiah or anybody, but Bucky Brooks. Mm-hmm. Bucky Brooks at number 12 had Jordan Love going to the Raiders. You saw that, huh? Yeah. <laughs> I was going to text you like, man, you see this? Wow, that's he's rising to a lot of people's boards. I mean, he's like, they're kind of comparing him to Mahomes a little bit, kind of that style of QB. He had a good junior year. Last year he kind of fell off. but How did we get here? Yeah, yeah. That's I just don't <laughs> think a quarterback is is our need to not, draft at Not 12. at that position, yeah, not yeah. at 12. That That's insane, bro. Yeah, <laughs> I, it, it, just, it definitely caught my attention. I was like, wow, would they do that? <laughs> I don't think so, but you just never know with the Raiders. But I think, you know, Mayock is a little bit more sensible compared to, you know, what we have with McKenzie and others in the past. Because everything, everything that Mayock has said, everything that John Gruden has said points to us keeping Derek Carr. Is that just to maintain his trade value? You know, because there are teams out there like we like we talked about last week how bad how badly like you know Bears fan base wants him, but we don't know if that's really true or not. Mike Mayock said basically Derek Carr runs John Gruden's system 
to the perfection. Mm-hmm. He said, like, he's he's thriving in that system, but we're always going to evaluate every position. Right. And the quarterback position will be under evaluation. Right. Now, Mike Mayock didn't draft Derek Carr. John Gruden didn't draft Derek Carr either. Mm-hmm. <laughs> it's hard to say. Was he being, you know, PC and just saying, you know, the right things, or is he elevating his drive, you know, his his trade value? You know, um, Mike Mayock, from everything that I've known about him, he always tells it like it is. Right. He's you know a straight what I mean? shooter. Yeah, he's a straight shooter. Um, he always tells it like it is. So so we don't know. Or, like, is he really learning to be a co-AGM? Like, has mm-hmm, he learned? Mm-hmm, you know what I mean? Because uh, a lot of, like, the whole Josh Jacobs thing last year, like, leaked, everybody knew the Raiders were drafting Josh Jacobs. You know, like, that wasn't a secret at all. Him drafting Clinton Farrell, now, that Man, caught everybody by surprise. Yeah. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> you know what I mean? That caught everybody by surprise. So, like... There's two there's two things going on here. Keep everything tight, locked up under the vest. And you know, and last year he pretty much they there was rumors that they pretty much fired the whole entire scouting staff, like not fired them, but like kicked everybody out the building mm-hmm. right before the draft. So the information didn't leak. Yeah, You know, unless they did all their homework early, they got the job done early and they knew, you know, they had a game plan, right? They had a game plan. Like I've always said, trust in Mayock. So Jordan Love at, at number twelve, that's kinda that's kinda pushing it, man. Like maybe somebody down the line like Jacob Eason, you know? Mm-hmm. Eason Eason from Michigan or or Shea Patterson or somebody or even Jake Fromm, you know, Fromm is sort of like a car clone to me. Yeah. As well too. You know, down the line, like maybe one of those guys we have two third round draft picks. You know, so maybe we get a QB. That's still kind of early, but at least you know you're getting some type of quality there at the third round, a third round draft pick. Somebody could sit behind Derek Carr and learn the system for a year, and then maybe if Carr doesn't show and prove like everybody expects him to show and prove, then you know we kick him to the curb. Then he could go to Chicago or somewhere. But he got he got to fix that third down, man. That's yeah. that's for sure. He, I mean, you know, they, he definitely got to be more aggressive. I think just I would love to see him run more. So there's a couple of things he could definitely improve on. Uh, all right, one last thing about Derek Carr, right? And we're still talking about the combine here, right? Hmm. Derek Carr, or James Winston, man, that's a tough one, man. It's just. They're complete opposite players. Yeah. <laughs> like n- none of them, neither of them really runs. Right? They're both pocket passers. But Winston will push the ball down the down field, field. Yeah. and he will take risk. But he also will commit a lot of turnovers. You know. Um. You know, he had LASIK surgery this past week. Mm-hmm. I mean, not this past week during the off season, uh-huh. a couple weeks ago. That may fix the interception issues, but he fumbled the ball a lot too. Oh, Jameis did? Jameis did, yeah. Mm. Jameis fumbled a lot. Like, there's more than interceptions. Like, he fumbled the ball a lot. Mm. Yeah, so that, he was the all-around, he was all-around turnover machine. But I didn't man, realize that. The man threw for 5,000 yards, so. He put up big numbers. He moved the ball. Right, you can't sneeze at 5,000 yards. And it's like, do you want the safe, conservative quarterback, or do you want the gunslinger? You need somebody to make plays, man. Yeah, to what extent, though? Right. I mean, you don't want to turn the ball over. That's big in football. 
So especially pick sixes. A, a, a lot of that had to do with coaching philosophy too. Because right. prior to that, you know, Jameis did turn the ball over before Bruce Arians got there, but not at that rate. Yeah, yeah. Bruce Arians is a gunslinger. But he wasn't putting up 5,000 yards either. He wasn't putting up 5,000 yards. He was putting up 4,000. Yeah. yeah. He was putting up more yards than Derek Carr still every year. Like, and every every since he came in the league, like, he was putting up numbers. Is it a, was it dirt, dirt Cutter? Was it? it was Dirt Cutter, yeah. Yeah. I don't know, bro. I just think, uh, you know, if they have a chance to upgrade, they got to look into it. You got to look at everything. You got to just do it, man. I, I think Mayock is going to do what he says he's going to do. He, he likes Carr, but, hey, if something comes about, we're going to look into it. All right, so we talked about Carr, so let's drive on over to a different position. Mm. <laughs> I like that segue. Yeah, I like that. <laughs> All right, man. Um, we saw Henry Ruggs just blaze, just blaze the field in the 40 time. If Al Davis was here, I'll say that's who Al Davis is drafting yeah. <laughs> at the number 12 spot will be Henry Ruggs. But Al Davis isn't here. So Henry Ruggs is a home run hitter. That's no doubt. But he's not who the Raiders should be looking at at wide receiver. Who are, who do you think the Raiders, if we go that route at 12, as far as wide receiver, who should be getting? I really like uh, Lamb from Oklahoma. Mm-hmm. I think he is just a polished. I mean, there's so many games where you see, I mean, DB's draped over him, two, three guys, and he still come down with it. Right. He's just a go-getter, and he not the fastest guy, but he runs fast enough. Right. Uh, he ran He ran fast. Uh, yeah, is it four four nine? Something like that, yeah. Yeah, it, I mean, fast. He's, he's solid. So, and then, uh, I mean, not uh, to knock Ruggs, I think Ruggs is legit. Same with Judy. I think he's legit. Um, I think you can't go wrong. I just think Lamb is the guy for me at 12. If they go with a receiver, I would love to see us go defense at 12, though. Oh, boy. Now, we know, all the listeners of this podcast, who I've been plugging and plugging and plugging for weeks, weeks before the combine. Your man, Melo, have been talking about, I think the Raiders should draft who? Isaiah Simmons. Boy, oh boy. I've been saying that for the longest, since before the championship game. Isaiah Simmons, that's who the Raiders need to get. Now, who's everybody talking about? Isaiah Isaiah Simmons. Simmons. (laughs) (laughs) He's the man right now. He's not going to make it to 12. That's for sure. That's for sure? He's not making it to 12. Man, there's so many offensive quarterbacks and receivers that he could possibly – all right. I think there's a chance. I wouldn't say for sure. First of all, um, I I don't I haven't seen any mock drafts that have a wide receiver going before the Raiders pick at twelve. Have you? I know we I know there's talent there. Yeah, uh, but I haven't it's seen pretty much right there where the Raiders right. are the first ones. Right, Raiders. Then right after the Raiders, like who's the Colts at thirteen? That that's where I see the wide receiver start. So let's knock wide receiver off of the list right now quarterbacks there is potentially potentially maybe five quarterbacks could go in the top 11 potentially you know we got Tua then there's Burrow then there's Herbert then we just uh talked about Justin Love I'm not I said Justin I mean Jordan Love I've even seen Jake Fromm's name pop up in there at times. Hey, you know what? Now, now I don't think about it. You know who would be a great pick? 
at quarterback later in the draft? Anthony Gordon. Washington State. What you think about that, man? Like he impressed me during the combine. He was he was looking pretty good. I think he's a decent quarterback. Definitely somebody they could consider down the line, you mm-hmm. know. But he, he's on the board. All right. So, but who uh, who I D- mean, DBs? There's a couple of DBs. Uh, uh, the guy from Ohio State. Um, um, the guy from LSU. I forget his name. Uh, I know Jeff. Chase? O- uh, no, no, no. Um, uh, I think it's uh, Leplet or something like that. This is a safety. The safety for LSU. Uh, LSU got a, a plethora of guys. That's- <laughs> That's gonna get drafted, man. They got Randy Moss, son, Chase, and uh, Burrow. Man, they they got them going, man. Um, the 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 running back, man. Uh, I think he he should go. Elair, yeah, yeah, Edwards Elair. Um, so cornerback, like there's there's a guy. Uh, what's his name? Um, we're just talking about Gidry. Gidry blazed, uh, four point two nine speed. I think he's up there in consideration. Of a, uh, of a top ten pick, as you, well. Do you see any Saquon Barkley type running backs thinking in the top ten? I mean, the the way this league is set up right now, I don't think there's going to be any running backs. Just just the no, way nobody, like the, no, the contracts, like Taylor. I think uh, I think DeAndre Swift would be drafted before Taylor just because of like his well known versatility as a pass catcher, right? Jonathan Taylor, I I think he's going to be an absolute stud. Yeah, he he turned heads NFL. with that four three. But he what? It was a four three. Well, four three nine. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I mean everybody knew he was fast. Like he was a state champion, you know, in high school in New Jersey as a uh, as a track runner, you know, uh, and he had more break breakaway runs than anybody else in college football over the last couple of years. Like yeah, once he got an open field, like nobody caught him from behind. So like that shouldn't really surprise me. I think it was just people who really didn't watch college football or pay attention to college football mm-hmm. were surprised by Jonathan Taylor, Jonathan Taylor. So there are, are <clears throat> I think it was Ezekiel Elliott, Saquon Barkley, and now Jonathan Taylor, who were the um, the running backs that ran sub four fours mm. in the draft? So that's <laughs> Zeke ran a sub four four. I think he ran a four three eight or something like that. Hey, that's crazy. I didn't think he was that fast. Yeah, Zeke. Yeah. He that weighed over two hundred twenty five pounds mm. to run a sub four four. Wow. Yeah, and that's Saquon. You know, Saquon did it. Zeke did it. Now, um, now Jonathan Taylor. Jonathan Taylor. So like if that's not if that doesn't mean if that doesn't signal to you like he's gonna be a stud, you know if we didn't already have Josh Jacobs in the fold, you know I me mean? I'll be like hey Jonathan Taylor but like you mentioned you mentioned running backs and the Raiders, uh, this was a uh, we need another bell cow right right if something were happen to Josh Jacobs we need a running back to take over and people talk about this being a, a deep draft at wide receiver, like it's deep at running back as well. Just from a fantasy perspective, you know, I played dynasty football and like years ago, two years ago, we're like, oh man, like this, this draft right here got all the running backs. So now everybody just seemed to forget about the running backs and talking about the wide receivers who caught my attention at running back was UCLA's own Joshua Kelly. That mm. man ran a four, four, nine. Mm. You know, I didn't think he was that fast, but I knew he was a baller. 
Mm-hmm. But he ran a four four nine. Like what? Mm. Are you kidding me? But my favorite running back, you know, I'm gonna say Cam Akers. Cam Akers ran a four four seven, and he turned a lot of heads. Like as a Florida State fan, it didn't surprise me at all. You know, but Florida State had like the absolute worst offensive line. Lucky Land Casino asking people, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky in line at the deli, I guess. Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car before my kid's PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. I know for the last couple of years in yeah, college I think football. Who, I think he's the most pro-ready. Acres. Yeah. Yeah, he could make he make folks miss. Because I thought Etienne would come out, but he backpedaled and went back, right? Yeah. And I was I wonder why he did that though. I know, Still. That's weird. I thought he should have left, but I thought he could have been a pro ready. I thought he would have been Yeah, that I'm surprised. He don't have much left to prove, but maybe he just loved college. Um, AJ Dillon is a big boy. He's a banger. He uh Yeah, Boston College. Yeah. yeah. He ran four five three. I don't think people view him as an all-around NFL back. He's just maybe a first and second down guy, maybe short yardage situation. Like He could be a nice replacement for Josh Jacobs. If something were to happen to Josh Jacobs, we already have Jalen Richard and DeAndre Washington in the fold as pass catchers. Mm-hmm. You know, Maybe A.J. Dillon could step in and do something. Um, Eno Benjamin, Eno Benjamin's out there. He looked impressive to me. Um, Keyshawn Vaughn from Vanderbilt. He looked impressive to me as well. Um, yeah, man. So there's some there's some running backs out there. So besides Isaiah Simmons, right? Let's just forget about Isaiah Simmons because unless we move up in the draft, mm. unless we move up in the draft, we're I'm not going to get this I'm guy. I'm still holding on hope, man. <laughs> I want him to be in the silver and black. He's not going to drop to 12, though, man. We have to move up to get him. Like, I personally would – I say do whatever we can to get up to draft him. Cause the, the thing I, is, yeah, because – any team could upgrade a linebacker. That's not something that just is a we're deep enough where we don't need no help. Right. You could always use depth on defense. Mm-hmm. So any of these teams, the Giants could grab them at four. I mean, uh, Detroit Dolphins, could grab Detroit could grab them at three. Yeah, I think they'll go Tua. I think they'll go Tua, but we'll see. I mean, they're shopping to pick. Yeah, I mean, Tua seems like he's a good fit for Patricia's system. I think they're gonna move from Stafford. Who's uh who's the OC in Detroit right now? because uh, it's not it's not Patricia's system. Patricia's a defensive guy. So who, yeah, who was the offensive guy? I can't remember. I just remember when they had you know Jim Bob Cooter. He was the big <laughs> name and he fell off. So not sure who's running it now. But a quick Google is gonna. It's gonna, uh, but I mean, because the, the, the Giants, I mean, at five, at four, they could, they could, they let Ogletree go. They definitely need linebackers. Dolphins at five. Where would you drive to with this hip? Um, he has a history of more than a hip, though. You know, he has the ankle, the ankle issue. Like he seems to be a little bit of nagging injuries. As you know, you and I played in the same college fantasy football league, right. and, I, and I had two on my team. Mm-hmm. I saw the play that that he got hurt. I think that was against Mississippi State. Yep. 
and he went down. It was, he just looked so awkward. It know? didn't really look. It looked. Like, it looked. It was just. It was an awkward, awkward play. play. And it wasn't it was like the play. dude hit him like. like no, fun. but it seemed like he landed yeah. funny. You know, like it was an awkward play. Like he could have like gotten. He could have gotten rid of the ball a lot sooner, or he could have went down. But like he got hit and threw it at the same time, and it just landed. And I'm like, wait. Then I saw him on the sideline. Like, wait, what happened here? Yeah, it was like <laughs> you know, like it didn't even looked like an orthodox type situation where it was like it didn't look as the sister. The play didn't look like it sustained that type of injury to me. Right. And for the, when it came back, said he broke his hip. I was like, what? That's crazy. That's wild. Yeah, I mean, it's it's crazy. With this draft, I mean, you look at Cincinnati 1, Redskins mm-hmm. at 2, Detroit 3, Giants 4, Dolphins 5. Daryl Bevel, by the way, offensive coordinator, uh, Detroit Lions. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, a longtime offensive coordinator for uh, the Seattle Seahawks. And the Jets. And the Jets. And the Vikings, yeah. So he'll uh, be the he'll be the only lefty quarterback in the league too. Yeah, I, the the draft is going to be a lot of that to be made from on the, on the fifteenth when the free agency starts officially. What what that unfolds, then yeah. you'll know what the draft needs are really. All right. Um. So linebacker, let's uh, give me another give me another prospect that you were looking at at that position. Um, besides, uh, like, just, all right, man, at 12, to me, if we're going to go linebacker, is Isaiah Simmons or nobody? At 12? Yeah, yeah I agree. It's Isaiah, I like, I don't oh. think McQueen, McQueen or Kenneth Murray are, are worthy, um, are worthy picks at that spot. You mm-hmm. know? And one of those guys, was it Murray that pulled up lane with the hamstring? He ran. Yeah, he cramped. I was a hamstring. Yeah. Yeah. But yeah, I I wouldn't go. I'd rather go with a receiver at twelve if 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 Simmons is gone. So your choice would be CD. He made a he made an amazing catch on the sideline too in those drills that got everybody ooh and owing. <laughs> uh, he's just athletic man. His his agility and speed is off the chain. Um. All right. In another position. Now we we're talking about linebacker. We're talking about wide receiver. Let's go down to the third round. So we could basically draft anybody at that spot, just basically to fill a need. Like we said, we have to see who we pull up in free agency before we draft. Um, you know who caught my eye, man? Also at wide receiver, and we could probably move him to tight end. I think a lot of people talk about moving tight end. Chase Claypool. From Notre Dame, yeah, he ran. I, a, he ran a four four two. I was impressed with him. He, he seemed very polished. That's a big boy. Yeah, it's it's a couple receivers that that later in the draft you can get that could be something like a diamond in the rough. Two hundred and forty pounds, mm. six foot four, running a four four two. I imagine somebody that big running that fast. If we moved him to tight end, yeah, he balled. So we have Claypool and Waller patrolling the middle of the field like that. So you know we got to get a wide receiver, either early pick or you know Robbie Anderson in free agency. And news broke today: uh, Cincinnati's going to franchise tag um, AJ Green. So mm. AJ Green is off the market. <laughs> mm. That surprised me. 
I really did, but I guess they like you ain't going nowhere. Because they, I mean, if they're gonna draft Burrow, like they want him to have all the weapons in the world, mm. right? No make, excuses. Makes sense, you know. They, <laughs> they had some good young receivers. The Tate, he was nice. Yeah, Alden Tate was nice. Um, yeah, man. So those are those are some of the things that stuck out to me from the draft. Besides, we have our 364-pound linebacker. You know, I mean, not linebacker, 364-pound offensive lineman running the 5-1. Jeez. Yeah, man, that was incredible. He ran, uh, what was it, 5-1? 5-1. Yeah, tackle from uh, Louisville, right? Um, Is he from Louisville? Yes, sir. Yeah, Mackie Be- Mackay Beckton. Beckton, yeah. Yeah, ran that 5-1. Jeez, 365 pounds. That's just a dancing bear. At 6-7. Six, at that's, six, that's a dancing bear for you right there. Would you would you draft the offensive lineman with pick number 12? Yeah, if I knew he was a franchise left tackle. I mean, we kind of did that with Colton Miller. Mm-hmm. So, I mean, I think you got to get somebody like that. I think the tackle out of Georgia this year is somebody I would think about. Man, when um when Isaiah Simmons ran his forty, they they flashed to they flashed to Mike Mayock and and Gunther. Yeah, I saw that. <laughs> they was like, Man Kid in the candy store. Oh my goodness. Oh my goodness. Yeah, Andrew Thomas, that tackle from uh, Georgia. I would consider him. Or the, the the there's another linebacker from LSU name. I think it's Dupit. Dupit. Delpit. I Del- thought no, he's a safety. Is he? He's like a uh, a rover, right? Yeah, he could do he could do it all. You know, he definitely he definitely lays a hat. Like we saw him in the national championship game, um, lay the hat. I don't think he'll be there at twelve. You never know, man. You you never know. But it's I, this DM from Iowa. Everyone's high on them. Uh, I think his name is Espinosa or es, es, Espanza or Espa, something like Espanza, that. Espanza, yeah. They say he's rising. Yeah. So I'm not I'm not really looking at those type of positions because we have we have our guys. You know, we have our guys on the de- on the defensive end. Um, uh, Espanza, he's a he's a rusher. You know, he rushes off he rushes off the edge as well. So we have our guys there. Like that's not even anywhere that that I'll be that I'll be looking at. Um guy I like is a guy named Dalen Moses from Alabama. Um <coughs> Ohio State. Ohio State Devon Hamilton. He put up the bench press. 33 times. What is it about this draft class, man, where over the last couple of years, people aren't really putting up eye-popping reps at 225 pounds? Like years yeah, ago. It's, it used to be the thing. Yeah, but now I guess it's more plyometrics and agility, you know, just uh, more you know, flipping tires with shovels. But there was a guy I really like named uh, C.J. Henderson from Florida. Cornerback, yeah, he yeah. he really showed out. He did twenty reps of two twenty five, and he ran a four three nine. Yeah, 
There's a lot of talent, man. Yeah, I think he's um he's one of those guys that could be a sneaky pick. Watch out for him. And your boy from Stanford, uh, Stanford Samuels Wait. from Florida State. At so you're talking about you're talking about a cornerback like Henderson at twelve? No, or? no. I mean, I think that's a guy the Raiders could could think about in the first round later, if not twelve. At nineteen. At nineteen. I think, man. Um, absolutely, we have to draft a wide receiver. And like I like I've said time and time again, we don't necessarily have to draft a wide receiver at twelve. We could get the wide receiver at nineteen. What about the offensive line? Do you think they should address that at any early point? Well, we have a decent offensive line. I mean, so, at any point, at any point, most definitely. But I'm talking about this. I'm talking about the first round here. Yeah, right? I just think we got a lot of older. Uh, Maybe in the third. Yeah, something around there. But you know, in, incognito, you know, what I mean, he's incognito's up there in age. Isn't yeah, he? he's got to be definitely. Yeah, I mean, he was out. He was out the league pretty much. Yeah. I think mean, they got to look at the interior line a little bit. He had a good he had a good season though. Gabe Jackson, I don't know, he was solid, and then he kind of against certain pass rush. He's a more of a run blocker, but he's pretty good. And I really, uh, Colton Miller, and then they spent a lot of money on Williams from uh, getting him over from New England. He was hurt a lot at the end, but he's pretty solid. Williams. Is it Brown? You mean Brown? Brown. Brown. Trent Brown. Trent Brown, yeah. Yeah. But I, mean, I don't know, man. It just seemed like they, they the offensive line and all the, the trenches is where you always want to – that's where it starts to me when you build a team. Because we're going to need somebody to protect Tom Brady, right? Yeah, possibly, <laughs> possibly. All right, man. So that's that's it for this episode um, we're going to dive in a little bit more next week where we could, uh, let's pinpoint some more players, um, later on in the draft and let's, uh, get back to the next position and, um, that we'll be looking at in free agency. Like, let's see who's out there in the offensive line, um, there in the interior defensive line and, Let's take some more looks at, at wide receivers, definitely. So thank you for tuning in uh, to the Raiders Brawl. And um, any, any any closing moments? I always want to give you a nice little closing moment. Like, you, what do you want to close with? Uh, you know, let's just keep it going, man, with this insider information with the draft and, uh, you know, getting ready. I really look forward to free agency, bro. That's going to be like – it's going to be a lot of recruiting, and it's, it's a lot of big names that could fall. So, hey, Everybody want to come to Vegas. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> That's a big recruiting pitch right there in and, itself. And, and see this this stadium, you know, uh, Allegiant Stadium finish up. That's what – thank you. I'm glad you brought that up, man. Hey, shout out to you, man, for two weeks ago we dropped a dime about how, you know, uh, incompetent <laughs> the people – I don't even want to use that word, but – you said you called it and said that the stadium would not be finished because um, they're working around the clock just trying to push. Like, something's going to go wrong. And we saw this past week with the crane falling over. Right. Like, something is bound to go wrong. And, like, that's light. That was a minor incident. Yeah, you hit me, and I was like, what? Wow, man. That, 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 that was, was a just... minor incident. 
Well, you know, I mean, but it's, it's it could be bad. something. It could be something a lot bigger. So that was outside the stadium. Like imagine yeah, if it was been, in, inside the stadium, it would have been a disaster. Major, major. Yeah, that was, they got lucky. And I'm pretty sure it's stuff that they, that we don't know that impacted it, but they would right. never tell the public. Right, right. So there we go. We have to we have to end taking a shot at the uh, L.A. teams, Chargers and Rams. Uh, <laughs> Vegas is Vegas is a place to be, man. Uh, they you you look at the live feed, uh, the last note, uh, Melo, but the live feed of the Raiders Stadium and then SoFi Stadium, it's a total difference, man. You can tell the Raiders Stadium, they they it's like man, right? They they chugging along, they almost done. It's done done. Because Vegas, Vegas is used to putting up buildings. <laughs> nonstop. I thought they started later than the Rams. They did. Yeah, they did. so that's why I thought saying, they would be Ve- more time. But Vegas is used to this, though. Like, they're putting up hotels, hotels left yeah. and right out of nowhere, mm. state-of-the-art, mm. out, out of nowhere. Like, hotels just pop up quick. So, like, this is like a it's like a building factory. Yeah, because, wait, wasn't the Rams supposed to open up last year? Yeah. Yeah, yeah, but they pushed it. Mm-hmm. Yeah, damn, yep. that's crazy. It's <laughs> crazy. We'll see. Come July. Yes, sir. Raiders brawl till next week. Late.